Well, welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults, this podcast with Lynn Pryor and my co-host, which is Chris Johnson. Chris, you doing okay today? Doing great. Looking forward to it today. Well, good. Yeah, well, I'm excited about this podcast, in particular because we have a guest with us, Andrew Hudson. Now, Andrew is the best term for him is the brand manager for Bible Studies for Life, which is not just adults, but it ties to kids and students as well. You just really help get the word out about us. So, Andrew, tell us, uh, tell those listening something about yourself. Uh, Well, I'm just thankful that it's, that's the best term used to describe me. (laughs) Brand manager. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Uh, Yeah, so I've been at LifeWay for a handful of years now, and um, every once in a while, I get some good barbecue in me, and so that is where, um, if I'm not doing Bible studies for life, I, I try to be as close to a fire as I can be. And that's important because you are a Texan, Amen. and you do know good barbecue. That's right. Amen. That's right. Thank you. From a biblical perspective, God loves barbecue. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can't go wrong with that. All right. All right. Good burnt offerings. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. It was a, it was a savory Uh, offering up to God. He (laughs) he just loves it. So we are in the middle of talking about holy vocabulary. Sure. So we're in the midst of a study where we've been talking about biblical words and what the theological meaning. We're trying to break them down where people like me and you, Andrew, can understand what these terms mean. So we're using a word today that is a part of our conversation every day. I'm sure the word is sanctified. Uh, so I, I can't help it. I go back to Motown songs where these guys are singing and they, they say, I feel sanctified. And I've got a feeling it's not the same feeling <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, as I was thinking about, essentially, uh, the first study was uh, on was titled holiness, Holy. Right. And it was talking about the holiness of God. And a so we understand that God is different from us. A part of what we talked about is that he is unique. He is above us. Um, so what does it mean for us to be holy or to be sanctified? So the first time, what came to my mind when I was looking at some of this was uh, right when I first moved to Nashville area, I had, I had just left the pastorate and I was going to a church. We we're looking for a church. And we went to a Sunday school class because that's what good people are supposed to do. Of course. Right. right. So I went to a Sunday school class. And I tried to lay low and not tell people that I was a pastor because I didn't want to put the teacher, put make them feel uh, threatened or like, what do you think about this? I just, I just wanted to go to Sunday school with my wife. And uh, we there was the, fir- the first of the year, one year, the teacher was talking about resolutions and everybody kind of shared theirs and he said my my new year's resolution is personal holiness <laughs> and i thought holy i you know i my idea of going on a diet or losing 10 pounds is really insignificant <laughs> Com- to yeah compared personal. to that right <laughs> so it made me feel uneasy i was just i think when we talk about our holiness that's how we feel sometimes what do you think well i i Maybe I should have gone to your Sunday school class and <laughs> also recommended personal holiness. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there are a lot of times that we uh, are focusing in on things that maybe are, are lower tiered things. And maybe we should be focused more on how do we do more personal holiness. So how do we live our life like that? So, But the, the meaning changes, I think, when we come to the realization that to be sanctified 
for us means that we have been set apart for God's purposes. He wants to use us like he used utensils in the temple when there was a barbecue right. going on. <laughs> I'm never going to read the Old Testament again the same way. You're welcome. That's right, exactly right. But so th- these, these utensils in the temple were holy. They were sanctified. They were set apart for this purpose. And as believers, we need to come to that understanding that to be sanctified or to be holy is that we have been set apart for God's purposes. He wants to use us for his purposes. That's right. It's a game changer That's right. as opposed to talking about me being holy. Like I I brought my Bible today. Sure. And and I don't see you all with Bibles, so that makes me <laughs> holy compared to you. That's not what we're talking about. Well, my personal sanctification, I memorized it. But oh, yeah, that's okay. Whole one that's up thing. <laughs> Chris, you've made a good point, but I think for the disconnect for people is, like just a few weeks ago, we talked about the word holy, all connected to who God is. And no one would disagree that God is holy. And as we studied that passage to see how high and mighty and lifted up he is as the sovereign creator of the universe and he's holy oh and you're supposed to be holy too i'm thinking how can i be holy like that and so there's this disconnect so i do think people think when they think of a holy person they think of that very saintly grandmother that individual that that senior adult in the church who never did anything that would be perceived as wrong there's that that's a saint and so we don't see that God is calling us to that same level of being set apart for his purposes. So that's where we're going to focus our study today. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 6. I love this passage, uh, the latter part of 1 Corinthians 6. And we're going to focus on this, the fact that we are set apart in Christ to live holy lives. So you guys get us into 1 Corinthians 6. Well, it's interesting. He just kind of starts off with all of these sins that... Most of us can say at some point in time, check, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> chief chief of all sinners, yes. That, that's exactly right. And uh, Paul uh, eventually will say, and some of you are this way right. as part of the conversation. And I tell you, I, I got to tell you, I love that part of it because some people perceive the churches were always pointing our fingers at those people those sinners, those swindlers, and all the, and, but he says, hey, but that was what some of you were, that reminder of our past, but I also seen that just grace. Mm. Yeah, you were like that, those people that we today want to point our fingers and judge people. He says, that's what you were like, but God in his grace changed you. I just see the grace of God in that. I'm, I'm trying to think through my own personal life of, of things that I have deemed as good things for me to do, um, but don't necessarily make me more sanctified or even more holy. Um, I, I get to take my, my little girl to uh, breakfast every Saturday morning. It's something that my mentor did with his kids. My dad did it with us. Um, but it was really just to, to give my wife a, a break sure. throughout the week. And so to me, that is a good thing. That is not necessarily making me more holy. Okay. Um, so it's one of those things that I think that um, is permissible for sure. Next in verses uh, 12 through 17. Uh, Paul talks about food, which we're all good at talking about and enjoy. Uh, but he's also talking about 
that some things are acceptable but not necessarily essential for us. That's how I feel about Chinese food. Okay. <laughs> hey, no joke. My favorite Chinese food place here in Nashville just boarded up. Um, so it's closed, and we, we tried to go the other day. And I'm so sorry. I, me too. <laughs> um, but there is, a, there is a point here that I think is very easy for us to consider. From a practical standpoint, people think this passage, everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. And, you know, we, we, we talk about food. We can laugh about that. But there's other things like, well, it's permissible for me to sit on the couch all the time. But that's not necessarily beneficial. We see the benefit of I need to go to exercise. Now, you put that in the, in the sense of talking about sanctification. What are those things that are – there's some things I can do, but they're not necessarily going to help me grow in my walk with Christ. And so I, want, I do not want to be mastered by those things. Right. So the chapter finishes up with honor God with your bodies. Um, so how are, what are some things that we could be doing? What are, what are some practical tips that, uh, are things that we could be doing to make ourselves more set apart? I think I throw that back to the, the <laughs> theologians in the room. Well, I've always appreciated uh, verse 18 in a really subtle way. Paul says about sexual immorality, run, <laughs> flee, get away from it as fast as you can. And I don't think we talk about that in those, that, with that sense of urgency enough. Hmm. Right. Our personal sanctification, too many times I think we stumble over it because so many things are convenient for us. And uh, he says, get away from those things that are convenient to see, to do. He said, run and flee. I'm not going to scream like you, Chris. <laughs> but. I think a little bit of this also just takes effort. And so how much are we willing to put in the work to, fr- to flee from any of these things? Right. And, and there's a passage in Philippians 2 where uh, Paul said about work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, we don't work to gain our salvation, but this idea that, Christ has saved me now. It's up to me to work it out. In other words, to strengthen it, just like we would strengthen our body by working out. I have to do that with my own personal sanctification. It's not always easy, but there's benefits. There's uh, so much, some more advantages to doing that than just, just getting by. Paul uh, ends with talking about the fact, the reality that w- we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And just a, a real encouragement to live like that, act like that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a good reminder for us. Right. It's a and, great reminder. And the reason we're to do that, we're sped apart again, to glorify God. It's that, you know, we think, well, it's for my benefit, for my personal sanctification. But ultimately, beyond that, it's, it's to honor him. It's to point people to Jesus. And so, Andrew, I think you did raise a good question about how do we get there? What are the practical things we do? And I think as our Bible study groups meet, that is an ideal place for us to kind of park for a little bit, to talk about, okay, what are some things that we can do that's going to help us to grow uh, in, our, in our, our walk, to grow in this idea of sanctification? And maybe what, what are some things we could do as a group to help each other, in the sense of holding each other accountable, uh, doing things together that's going to help us grow in our walk with him? Good work. A little bit of intentionality, I think, will go a long way. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, I hope you, you I hope you all have a great study with this. Uh, I think it's a it, it's going to be a wonderful study. It's I can see just in my group, we're going to have to cut off the discussion about practical personal sanctification. 
Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Oh, my goodness. I don't normally get to see you unless we're eating barbecue <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but thanks for the time, and thanks for the work that you do for Bible Studies for Life. Oh, it's my pleasure. You guys make this easy. All right. Well, Andrew, before, before you leave, let's talk about your podcast. You and Michael Kelly have started a, a, a podcast called Discipleology. That's right. And I've listened to some. It's great. It's a great podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about, about the, what your comp, your goal to accomplish with this. So Discipleology is a podcast that, that just talks about discipleship and what really works in discipleship. And so Michael and I get to interview churches all across the country. Um, we've even had uh, a pastor in Hawaii now um, that we've interviewed and we say, what, what is working in your church? What is uh, a good practical tip that someone else might glean and, and take to their own church? And it has been such a fun time to, to get to know these pastors. Um, and, and really, Michael Kelly is so wise and able to uh, really help shape the conversation and, and really find out more about this church. They're, so they're really fun stories. You and Michael went to Hawaii to talk to a church about discipleship? <laughs> I wish that were the case. Um, every interview that we have done has been on the phone, unfortunately, but that's also allowed us to, to meet more pastors. Um, and I, again, it's, it's almost, you know, east to west now. Sure. Okay, so it's called Discipleology. Hard to say. And Some would even say harder to listen to, but that's oh, because no, of me. Oh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> and so it's it's available any place I, I get podcasts, That's right? right. That's right. Discipleology. Right. right. The study of disciple. Good. All right. Well, thanks for that. And Andrew, since we have you in the studio, uh, talk to the teachers for our groups for just a minute. Got a, a tip you can share that help us make us better teachers? Well... I hope. I hope. So I, I'm a former youth pastor, and so a lot of my ideas um, are more skewed into the, the visual aid department. Um, and so I recalled a um, you take about a half a, a half a pitcher full of water and you start adding food coloring to it. You can add all sorts of different colors. It's going to get muddy really fast. And so that would represent um, our life. And then you're pouring sin in, into that life. And then what you do uh, as you are beginning to fill that pitcher full of water as you add more life and more sin and more life and more sin. And then you add about two tablespoons of bleach okay. to this concoction now. And what happens when you add bleach to it is that it, it takes all of that food coloring out. And so it's Jesus' rep- rep- representation of his grace, of his sanctification towards our life that then will make it all clear again. Which gets back to what we talked about. He said you have been washed. That's right. You've That's been right. cleansed. You've been purified. So it's a pretty fun visual aid. I highly recommend testing it out first, making sure that my memory is correct. But uh, it's, it's a fun way to show off uh, a practical way to see this. That's great. Thanks for that. And, and thanks, Andrew, again, as, as Chris has said, thanks for joining us for this. And uh, we're glad uh, you have joined the podcast as well as we've talked about Bible Studies for Life and our study on uh, sanctification. Uh, we look forward to talking with you and seeing you next week. Thank you.